Hello there, and welcome to this week's Beskar Brothers podcast, Bad Batch Update. I'm your host, Derek. And I'm Harry. And we just wanted to quickly hop on and talk about this week's episode, episode 13 of The Bad Batch. Today's episode of the Beskar Brothers podcast is sponsored by absolutely no one. So, if you would like to sponsor us, please consider going to our website at bestcarbrothers.com and supporting us. Making a podcast isn't easy, and we appreciate any and all donations. Donors will be mentioned in new episodes of the show and will be able to access premium content when it becomes available. We love doing this and appreciate your listenership. Okay, so Harry, yeah. Um, this episode, in my opinion, was kind of a disappointment. I'm with you there a little bit, um, and not just not because of the story or anything, because of the placement of the story. I felt like we were, you know, we had such a great cliffhanger with um, with last week's episode, yeah, with Rescue and, and Ryloth. Yeah, and I just, I don't know, I just don't know if. It was the best placed episode. Like, I feel like this could have been episode 11 and then Rescue on Ryloth and Devil's Deal could have been shifted down. Yeah, I, I agree with you there 100%, dude. And it could have been, you know, just as just as simple as, you know, any of the other ones. So, mm-hmm, absolutely. It, you know, it wouldn't have lost any momentum or anything. In fact, I fe- feel like this episode we've lost a little bit of momentum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like you said, just with the way that escape Ryloth um, ended rescue, rescue. Or, sorry, rescue uh, Ryloth ended. I was like expecting, you know, some more intense action. Um, yeah. And I don't know. That's just what I was expecting too. Um, not saying it was awful by any means. No. I mean, it was still a decent story, but uh, you know, I wasn't as invested in infested. Yeah, <laughs> you weren't as invested in Infest. Nice, good one. Um, well, one thing that I do want to mention is right as they are getting off their ship, um, Hunter, or sorry, not Hunter, Wrecker, mm-hmm. has his helmet just sitting on top of his head. Yeah. And I think that's hilarious. I love that. Um, I made a um, Stormtrooper, or sorry, a Clone Trooper helmet out of EVA foam. Um, and um, whenever I'm walking around with it on, I just stick it on top of my head and walk around with it on. And so <laughs> yeah. I thought it was cool to see, you know, that doing canonized. The same. Yeah. <laughs> you were foretelling what was going to be occurring here with Rucker. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> um, but we see that uh, they get to um, Sid's parlor and um, we see a, a few different things. Um, the first thing being these interesting guards. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like, I, you know, you see a lot of them as they're walking down the street, 
to Sid's parlor and then they get into Sid's parlor and you see more of the guards. And then out of Sid's office, you see some pikes coming out of her office. And I thought it was really cool because um, I don't think you've seen this episode of season seven of Clone Wars, Mm-mm. but um, there's a little story arc where Ahsoka and uh, the Martez sisters, Rafa and Trace, have a run-in with the Pikes where Rafa um, takes a job from the Pikes to smuggle spice from Kessel to the planet where the pikes live and so um you know you get to meet some pikes there and i'm sure you know there's there's pikes all throughout the story but they are one of the they're one of the uh um what is the word crime syndicates um that kind of work under crimson dawn okay um and if you remember who crimson dawn was at the end of solo Mm -hmm. it's darth maul yep and so um, kind of seeing that get built up and into the story here um, and seeing a, you know, a, a reminder that the Pikes are there and a reminder that all these crime syndicates are operating under Crimson Dawn. Um, I'm hoping that we will see more of that. Um, not more crime, you know, obviously you don't want to see yeah. crime, but, <laughs> but, you know, hopefully we'll be able to see some of the, uh, um, some of that, and hopefully, I'm hoping that it will build into um, the Kenobi show. Yeah. And so, you know, you never know. Yeah, true, true. But yeah, anyway, they go into Sid's office, and this rando is sitting in um, in Sid's chair, and he is a Deveronian. Um, and so the Deveronians are um, basically the people that have horns coming out of their forehead. Um, you, there's like a, there's a Deveronian on Mandalorian. Yep. Mm-hmm. I do remember um, that. When they infiltrate the prison ship. Yep. And so, um, you know, anybody that has horns, this guy comes from apparently a, a big crime family and he's trying to start his own thing. Um, and he's basically taking um, Sid's base of operations yeah. out from under her. Um, because you know, he's got, he's, it it seems like he's come for money and, um, you know, he's just trying to take something that's already a good thing. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Um, so the Bad Batch leave and they're, they're just about to, um, to head out and just leave Ord Mantel altogether. Mm -hmm. Um, and then they get, then, um. Omega is basically like, like no, we were if Sid was there for us. We we needed help. Mm-hmm. We need to be there for Sid. And then it's funny because Sid is actually in their ship, um, basically saying, <laughs> "I'm glad somebody thinks is, of me." Yeah. You know, after hearing <laughs> what o- Omega said. Uh-huh. Um, but my favorite. Um, <laughs> Some of my favorite characters in this uh, show are the weak way and the hammerhead uh-huh. always like playing games and just doing whatever behind uh, in kind of in the, in the back. Oh yeah. Um, and I think it's funny because they're just there. They're just playing like having a good playing time. games, having a good time, eating some, 
you know, the whatever popcorn thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think it's hilarious. And you know, like, what, what do they have a job? Like, no, I think that's their job. <laughs> that's their job. That's just <laughs> sit and play games. Um, whether it be hollow chess or whatever they're playing, um, they're playing like a game on top of their gonk droid. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, on the ship, Sid kind of tells uh, the Bad Batch what's going on and that um, Roland Durand um, made a deal with the Pikes to sell them some spice. And um, basically, I mean, what spice is, it is basically an illegal drug or it's a, it's a drug um, that shouldn't be consumed, obviously, <laughs> for legal reasons. Um, but, um, Sid asks for them, their help. And, um, then, uh, Omega says, yeah, let's help her. And then Hunter's like, okay, fine. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and so basically what happens is they sneak underground to steal the shipment through an underground mining tunnel. Um, and it's, you know, really cool, sneaky, suspenseful spot and, and um, there's a hive. Um, I can't remember what exactly they are, but they're, they're kind of bat-like mm-hmm. um, bugs. I don't know. Would you, were they bugs? They were. Yeah, they're, they're a little bigger. So I don't yeah. know. I, yeah, I don't know how to describe it. But no, that's probably the most accurate. But yeah, and so they're they're kind of just going over the top of where this hive is, and of course, Wrecker, the clumsy one. Mm-hmm. Um, has to find some way to wreck everything, right? Yep. Uh-huh. Uh, he drops uh-huh. his flashlight in there mm-hmm. and, you know, causes and adds to the suspense. Um, but nothing really happens then. They get to the um, underground uh, tunnel passage thing that leads right into Sid's office. Mm-hmm. Um, and at that point, they steal the spice and head out. But uh, Roland is is quickly behind them. Um no thanks to the Hammerhead and Weequay, of, <laughs> yeah, of course, because they couldn't do their job right and keep <laughs> um, Ruby, which is apparent Sid's pet. Yes, it's pet, yeah. Um, but was taken by Roland Durand. Um, but yeah, anyway, so continuing, they steal the, the, the spice, but are seen leaving. And so, you know, some of the guards... Uh, hop down and, and try and race them, and then that wakes up the hive. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they try and get out there, but they drop all the spice. And then uh, Sid and the Bad Batch uh, return to the parlor, um, and the whole time Omega's like, "Do you think it's safe?" <laughs> and she's Sid's like, "Yeah, totally, no worries. Like, let's go." And she walks in, and literally, like, all of the guards are dead. And yeah, real safe. Yeah, right. <laughs> and the Pikes are escorting uh, Roland Durant out of um, his temporary office. Um, and then, um, unfortunately, uh, they the Bad Batch and Sid arrive at the wrong time. Yep, they did. Um, if they would have waited like seven minutes, maybe, you know, it would have been fine. <laughs> but, um, but anyway, the Pikes being the, 
uh, crime syndicate that they are, are very powerful and um, basically threaten the Bad Batch um, with their lives if they don't get their spice back. And so uh, they make a rescue attempt for the spice and that goes well. You know, there's just a little bit of bugs here and there. Um, and at the end, um, Roland gets one of his horns chopped off and it's all very um, humiliating for Roland. Um, but something that I liked was after the fact, Hunter asks Omega, um, he says, basically, why did you stick up for him after what he did? And funny, she's like, I don't know. Uh, Ruby likes him. Yeah. <laughs> and um, maybe not, he's not all that bad, you know? And so I thought it was interesting. Like Omega is basically bringing um, humanity to, to the, the bad, soldiers. Yeah. The bad batch. Absolutely. Uh, the soldier side of, you know, the mission always comes first kind of thing of the bad batch. And I think it's, I think it's interesting and I think it will help them um, fight against the empire mm -hmm. and, and become rebels yeah. in their own right. No, I a hundred percent agree with you, bro. I think one of the things that I liked um, just overall from this episode, um, just Omega does care. And mm -hmm. like, she's trying to bring that with the bad batch overall. Right. Um, Cause I don't know when, especially when I first started watching the bad batch, I'm like, Oh, there's these, you know, smug guys that are out there doing doing their own, whatever the heck they want. Yeah, and in and in season seven of the Clone Wars, they were, you know, in in a sense, um, you know, uh, bachelors. Yeah, bachelors. They're, they're the bad bachelors. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, and so they were able to, um, you know, have. Omega help them be real people. Yeah, be real people, be kind, uh, considerate too. I think is the big thing because if it wasn't for Omega, they wouldn't have helped Sid out at all, right? And so, yeah, I mean, can you imagine what would have been different had they not had Omega with them? Yeah, no, hundred percent, man. You know, and and goes back to um, you know a lot of people do say you know like it's you know when you're uh, when, as simple as a child. Mm -hmm. You know, um, that's where the good things come into play and that's where the good choices are made and stuff and the better choices. And I mean, I mean, cause if you think about Omega, she's, she's a kid. Yeah. And so, you know, bringing in those, you know, the better things to do for the bad batch. Yeah. I like that a lot. One thing that I've been reading, um, about Omega, uh, is that she's basically Boba Fett. Yeah. Um, Boba Fett is an unaltered clone. And uh, first generation, mm -hmm. and so is Omega. Um, I don't know how they, you know, mixed genders because Omega's a girl, and Boba Fett and all of the clones are boys. Mm -hmm. But other than that, uh, she has the exact same biological DNA as Jango Fett, the original clone um, donor. Mm -hmm. And so I thought that was interesting uh, because. Um, you know, she is, and maybe this is her, you know, bad batch um, alteration, um, but she's nice. 
she's a nice person. Like she's she doesn't have the aggression that maybe Django Fett did. Or, yeah. Or anything, and I don't. I I'm not saying that that's you know. It's not a bad thing at all. No, and I'm not saying that's passed down through DNA, mm-hmm. although it could be. Um, but basically, I just thought that was interesting that that she is basically Django Fett, but not. Yeah. But anyway, um, other than that, I mean, the episode was good. I really liked it. Other than you know, obviously, what I talked about in the beginning, where it was kind of disappointing. I'm with I was, you there. I was expecting, you know, a crosshair episode, and we got, you know, a, a side mission. Episode. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like you said, not bad. Not what we anticipated or expected, but no. I, overall, I thought it was it was good for sure. I thought it was great. Yeah. I mean, it's the bad batch. How how bad could it be? Yeah. Even though I wasn't as invested in infested <laughs> as as I was in other episodes, it was still good because, like you said, it's, it's Star Wars. You know, yeah, gotta love it. Yeah, and so, you know, we've got the next uh, three episodes that to be, hopefully, the um, the last and final arc. Um, you know, I could, I could watch the last arc of, um, of Clone Wars Season 7 over and over again. That was incredible. And, you know, I hope that... Um, the Bad Batch, these last three episodes, will will we'll be able to hold a candle to, um, to, uh, Clone Wars season seven. Yeah, and with ever since Disney's taken over with Star Wars overall, um, especially with <coughs> television series, mm-hmm. um, they've done an excellent job because I mean, with Mandalorian, like yeah, like they for both seasons, you know, I was hooked on on both those seasons. Excellent stories. A lot of emotion too, especially yeah. towards the end of season two. Holy cow! But yep. um, so I think we're gonna be impressed with uh, the remaining um, remainder of the season for the Bad Batch as well. Um, do you have any um, predictions on what's gonna happen in this, these last three episodes? Uh, I honestly, I don't. Mm. I, I just wonder what's gonna like. Is Crosshair gonna is like what's gonna happen with crosshair you know yeah that's what i'm wondering and it's uh, i was hoping with this episode here we could have a better idea but it might not be to the next episode yeah a lot of people think he's gonna die yeah i thought that too but i also thought that he might just still carry on what he's doing in season two i am yeah. not 100 percent sure but what what do you think though dude well um i am really hoping for a jedi appearance at the end yeah um, yeah the brief emperor appearance in the very beginning. Yeah. And then, you know, we've got uh, Caleb Doom mm-hmm. and and his master uh, at, at the, you know, the very, very first part. Mm-hmm. Um, but to be honest, I, I either want Obi-Wan Kenobi to show up or Ahsoka Tano. Oh, that'd be cool. But at the same time, I would love if Darth Vader showed up as well. Oh, dude, could you imagine? Yeah, That'd and I so want, cool. and I want, I want stormtrooper armor, <laughs> right? I mean, the clones are great, but like stormtroopers are better, in my opinion. <laughs> I mean, <sighs> overall, yeah. yeah, in my opinion, they I are. I think they look cooler, and yeah. especially in the Clone Wars animation or the Bad Batch animation. Mm-hmm. Like, I want that. Mm-hmm. Like that, absolutely. That, I loved it in the last episode of um of uh clone wars how you know it it did a flash forward and mm-hmm. and, and darth vader showed up 
I want more of that. Yeah, that would be awesome. Um, but at the same time, if Darth Vader's in it, I feel like Ahsoka can't be in it because I don't think mm-hmm. that Ahsoka, um, in canon, I don't think that she has figured out that Darth Vader is Anakin. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, so I I am super excited. That's all I'm going to say. Like I I want there to be a big reveal. Um, that leads into a diff- another show. Yeah. And I hope that they don't stop with this animation and these animated series because, I don't know, I just love them. They're, I feel like they're able to do so much more um, and I, I don't want um, these voice actors to go away either. Mm-mm, no, uh, like there's a lot of talent behind, you know, behind the... Not the screen, technically speaking, because it's animated. But you know, yeah. behind the microphones, there's a lot of talent. Yeah, um, you can you can tell they're definitely not only giving their best effort, but they really are those characters in a way, you know. And so, um, but no, these animated series that Star Wars has done, uh, I'm with you there, Derek. Um, yeah, I mean, I still need to finish Rebels, of course, but mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, they, they need to keep doing them because um, a lot of adults. A lot of people that I know that love Star Wars that are adults, they watch Rebels, they watch Clone Wars, and they're watching the Bad Batch right now. You know, it's not just kids. No, it's not a kid show. Like you see the you see the videos about all of the, you know, the the violence of of the Clone Wars, mm-hmm. and it's it's not a kid show. It's not. I a, mean, it's a it's a teenage adult show. Yeah, but even um, even that, it's animated. It's definitely more adults than teenagers watching yeah. it too. So I feel like it's just easier to put it in animation rather in live action because mm-hmm. there's so much that goes into live action yeah. that we don't see. Um, Especially for television series. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it would be easier and you know, animation's difficult. Yeah, it is. Um, but I feel like it would be easier to make an animation show than to film a live action show. Mm-hmm. And so I really hope that star Wars keeps um, animation on the the docket you know i mm-hmm. hope that that's not something we lose yeah and of course we won't because we've got the um the star wars visions coming as well yep um and that's basically bringing anime to star wars yep exactly I i'm not say. i'm not the biggest anime fan i'm more of one than you are personally. yeah i think so um but you know i love star wars and so i'm gonna watch it anyway oh, absolutely. and maybe you know it'll change my mind but yeah, it'll, it might bring a different culture to it too, you know? But yeah. But yeah, going back to um, the voice actors, D. Bradley Baker, obviously the voice of the clones and Bad Batch. I do not want him to leave. Mm-mm, me neither. Like, of course, live action clones is Tamara Morrison, but D. Bradley Baker is oh, he, just he... as much clone as as Tamara Morrison is. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, D Bradley Baker, he's, he's been in many television shows like Avatar and SpongeBob, you know? Yeah. Like he, he knows what he's doing, I think. Yeah. And you know, he's, he's been doing it for a while. And so I just hope that he is able to stay, um, in, in Star Wars. Yeah. Same. But yeah. Well, that wraps up our episode today. I hope you guys enjoyed it, and I hope you guys enjoy The Bad Batch, and we will see you next week.
Thanks for listening to the Best Car Brothers podcast. We appreciate your listenership and hope that you enjoyed today's episode. Once again, please visit bestcarbrothers.com and fill out the survey to tell us what you liked and what you didn't like from today's episode. Also, while you're there, please consider supporting the podcast by donating to help us make more podcasts and produce better content. Thank you once again for tuning in and may the force be with you always.